I just can't figure out if it's because you're advanced or because I'm stunted. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. I am loving. You do not talk about Fight Club. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. So hello and welcome to the Glass A Film Club. We're back for 2020. I'm joined by Matt today. Hello. He's been absent from the Glass mm. A Film Club for a while, but he's ready. He's been watching some films. He wants to chat about them with me. Absolutely. And we will do. This year, we're going to hit some hard, some new blockbusters, some classic films, and we've got some great ones lined up today that we're going to chat about. But... As you've probably noticed by the fact you're actually watching a video, mm. this podcast is the first time we've actually yeah, filmed a podcast. Shout out and thank you to the beer school, our good friends here who've let us use the teacher's lounge. Nice little sign up there for them. There we Check go. Beautiful little setup. Loving these chairs. Yeah. Even comfier as we're chatting about our films and we're going to get through them and get into some details, cover some main topics. Mm. We've got cinematography, we've got themes. We'll get through it all so you know exactly what we think about the films that we're chatting about. The one that we've got for you today is Blockbuster. 1917. Yes, fantastic film. It won the Golden Globe for the best film, been nominated for the BAFTA, it's been nominated for the Oscar as well. Indeed it has. We're going to dive into it and see yeah. whether we think it deserves it. But before we get started, we've got two lovely beers sat in yeah, front nice. of us, courtesy of Shindiger Brewery. We are a big fan of that one. Do and do this do is the uh, Session yeah. Ale. It's a nice colour. Um, I think it's going to be very enjoyable for this review. Yeah, so before we get going, now we've got to look at the camera as we're doing this. Yeah. I can the camera. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Delightful. That's very nice. You know what that makes me want to do? Debate 1917. Mm, absolutely, yeah. 100%. I'm, I'm ready to. Cool. Right. Do you want to put a timer on your watch? We're aiming to hit 15 minutes mm. on this. I don't know you, how you do time. You know, if you've listened to early episodes of this, we've run into the hours and we've really tried to cut it down. But now we've got the stopwatch going. How, how do you we'll stop and start the that. stopwatch? <laughs> Great production. Here. There we go. Right, I've got it. Okay. Fixed it. Right, tell me, tell me when. Take it away. <laughs> first topic, Matt, what we're discussing about 1917. So, first topic is going to be cinematography. Cinematography. Absolutely so, fantastic quick overview topic. before we go. Um, 1917, mm -hmm. directed by Sam Mendes. Yes. World War One epic, set in 1917. As the title suggests. Two main characters got to take a message to the front line. Yeah. They've got to do it in about eight hours, get yeah. across no man's land. Mm -hmm. It's all going to kick off. Tense, high drama, madness. Absolutely. But it's been lauded for its epic production and cinematography and done in a weird style. Initially, what were your views of the cinematography? Ooh, what stood out to you about it? Well, what, what, what more can be said? Like, um, so cinematographer Roger Deakins was the, uh, the, sorry, the brainchild behind, behind, this, behind this move. Um, the one shot, I don't know if the one shot has been done in modern cinema. Describe um, that. What is the one shot technique? So it's the way of you compile a series of shots together to make it like one continuous take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, any professional cinematographer out there will know that's a logistical impossibility. It can't be done. Yeah. It's just done through clever editing, um, matching shots cleverly in post. And this did a fantastic job of hiding those 
seems yeah. eff- like, effortlessly. That baffled me at first when I heard them in an interview saying, right, we're doing this one-shot technique. Mm. And I'd heard it mentioned in other films, and like you said, it is used in other ones, like Birdman quite recently yeah. famously did it. But someone who's not as savvy on the technical side as mm. I am was like, how does this make sense? And as you watch the film, it does feel like the full flow through it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I thought they really stepped up the game with it this time around. With the likes of Birdman, though it was done fantastically, it was all still just using one one kind of location, which was yeah, yeah, yeah. a city centre. With this, they went from going through grass terrain to mud to trenches to jumping off bridges into rivers yeah. down a river, and to to create to do it so beautifully, but then to use such wide variety of terrain and the amount of equipment they had to use to even do it is mind-boggling like it went from like cranes to handheld to be off the back of cars to off the back of motorcycles it's fantastic well when i was watching the behind the scenes of it it was showing like for example there's um one shot where he's running through no man's land he's trying to get Mm. to the other side of the trench as they're all going over the top and it comes Mm out on a crane and then they had two extras mm. who were the grips when they were dressed yeah, in a, yeah. um, uniform and they kind of run over come around the back pick it off the crane and pass it like there's some ridiculous like that but and they got paid to be extras that day so i'm sure they were <laughs> yeah, extra bit of money it's always nice isn't it but for me um what you're saying with that kind of continuous shot and the fact that there was not more than one location mm. repeated yeah that made it not just a drama, but an adventure film as well. I yeah, had a yeah, feeling, absolutely. I know it's a weird comparison, but something from like the 70s when you go and like watching like Tarzan or an, yeah, like yeah. something like um, the never ending stories, that feel of like you are going from different place to place to place and you don't know what's around the corner. Yeah. And the kind of, oh, of course the plot's important, yeah. but you are kind of on edge because you don't know what's coming yeah. next. And that continuous kind of glide through all these different locations kind of kept you into that. I feel like in terms of like a what that helped to represent within the film itself, I think it really tied into the nature of the war I, at the time. And this war felt like it was never going to end. Yeah. It seemed like it was going to go on forever. And I think it helped to put the audience looking, viewing the film through the eyes of the people that were living it. Mm-hmm. I. If any other like standard Hollywood war film, it's cut, 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 spread over the course of maybe a week or something. This was meant to be like, imagine you are this person just walking through the trenches, and that's the wonder of the one shot. It really yeah, helped. Absolutely. That. It does kind of keep you glued to the characters as well, because mm. it followed them intensely all the way through. And kind of gave you that uh like normal person's regular mm. kind of feel of it without feeling kind of above the while you were within it all the way through yeah and like roger deakins his his work on it was amazing and the camera chose to use the ari alexa ls no, he said this was kind of new like tech development yeah wasn't it? it was a bit smaller but it still had the abilities of yeah absolutely and ari kind of like rushed through the development of the lf mini so roger deakins could try that he could try the lf okay and it needed to be small just due to the fact that they were swinging it here, yeah, there, yeah, and yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Like, you could have done it with anything bigger. Like in the trenches, like physically mm. being in the trenches as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You're right there. Anything else you want to add on cinematography before we move on to a. Um, just in terms of lighting. Um, if you look at the lighting all the way through, they had to use natural lighting. They didn't have the opportunity to be 
putting massive lighting rigs up to light this stuff. So they had to film all on cloudy days so they didn't have any issues with shadows yeah. and things. And I think that's a massive props to the Ari Alexa that it was able to pull out and record in such high detail that in post, even without professional lighting setups, they're able to make it look like a cinematic masterpiece. Yeah, absolutely. You're right there. Fantastic. Cinematography, big production, doing it in different ways, mm. but it allowed it to give this quite unique look. Yeah. Okay, what we're we chatting about next? Chatting about next is going to be acting. Acting. As what a lot of films centre around, really. Yes. So, as you'll realise... As I keep chatting to you about different films, I'm terrible at remembering names of actors, directors, different people mm. involved with it. So I'm going to call them the two main guys two that main were in guys, it. Yeah. What fascinated me from um, watching the different interviews was how the director, Sam Mendes, there you go, there's a name Definitely. on the um, said that he wanted two relatively unknown actors. Yeah. And this comes back to, tying back to that feeling of the kind of a more normal experience yeah. and that kind of grittier rather than kind of... Um, bigging it up like a maybe war epic mm. might do and kind of over-dramatising yeah. the kind of not-so-real elements of it. I think the fact that you saw these two guys and Sam Mendes described the lead actor as he has an old-fashioned quality to him. Yeah, and he did, you know, that. he felt like that, a bit of a throwback. And that allowed you to connect with them, but it gave the story a bit more of that grit and yeah. also threw it back to that age. And I remember him chatting about saying that they had... Um, uh, accent lessons yeah, and dialect course, coach yeah. was giving them coaching not on the specific accent of the place like southern England but from that time mm. it's not something I really considered before you think of that if it's like a period drama or something yeah. but something that's obviously in the 20th century there's still different words pronounced differently and I think this all comes back to seeing the cinematography the, uh, the acting as well all hits towards what he was trying to do was make a very honest, real, kind of pure yeah. experience of the story that um, they were trying to put across. Yeah, well, um, it was it's almost dance-like, I would say, mm. the the acting, because it had to be... Theatrical, isn't it? The amount, the amount of rehearsals they had to do, I think it's four months of rehearsals they did, yeah. because it wasn't just a matter of deliver these lines, right, cut, deliver them again, we'll match it and make it do all the wondrous things in the edit. They couldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. They had to build these trenches and these sets, the exact length of how long it was going to take them to physically walk and act these scenes. And the amount of choreography in there, like these actors had to remember, and where's the camera going to be? Where's he? I, I, it, was, it was like a dance, and it was beautiful to see. Yeah, yeah you're right there, and it just still blows my mind thinking what the actors actually had to do in these kind of long eight-minute takes. Mm. But I think by doing that, it made them more committed to the role yes. and made them kind of deliver the performance they did. Yeah, yeah. What did you think about the fact that there were some really big-name actors in it, mm. but they were only in it in very cameo appearances? Yeah, I thought it played very nicely. The, well, I've kind of been split into two minds about this. One, I think it's nice to see big name actors stand, take a step back and just be more on the sideline for things. Yeah. But then there was the point when Benedict Cumberbatch comes in at the end, I thought it kind of took away from it because I went from seeing these unknown actors believing these were real life people yeah. in the war yeah, yeah. to then, 
Oh, look, it's Benedict yeah, Cumberbatch. This is what I was just going to say, and this is one of my frustrations, and I think this is absolutely um, a kind of ploy to win the Oscar, Yeah, is that, because in the trailer, he has a very quotable line, doesn't he, mm. where he says something along the lines of, oh, this war is last going to be last man standing. Yeah. Which is a beautiful line, it makes sense in the story, but him saying it, I've seen in the tra- like, it's cut into the trailer, yeah. yet he's hardly in the film. Yeah. And, which is quite cheeky, and it's kind of like, using him as a set piece kind mm. of thing and with the Oscar and I do agree and I genuinely believe that has taken away from me yeah. he said the uh, director Sam Mendes said that he wanted it to be a kind of unknown actors yeah. and it works for the reasons Absolutely. we just said but I think this kind of cuts it a bit yeah, and it's, it's pandering too much as much as yeah. I can agree that it should be nominated for the yeah. top awards this is for me it doesn't sit yeah. quite well I have you put the belief in unknown actors to portray the two protagonists, hmm. put the faith in unknown or smaller name B C list actors who just to do those other roles which are like, four line roles really yeah. like But would would we sat here debating it if they weren't in it because would it have had as much publicity? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, well I'd think the production side, yes, definitely. But that is for me, massive film, but it has been bigged up, bigged up, mm. and it's had loads of press behind it. And I feel this is just one of the kind of reasons why. Anyway, and it's, I'm not going to let it ruin the no, film for no, me. No, no, It just, you know, it's just been sat, you know, yeah. kind of in the back of my mind. Okay, that's acting. That's acting. Uh, oh, we're going to speed through the rest. Plot. We're on ten minutes so far. Um, so, yeah, plot. Um, obviously, we've touched on this in the, in the introduction to the film, how they have to take this message from across no man's land, deliver it. I thought it was very, very interesting to see a film about a war film about stopping war yeah. rather than yeah, yeah, yeah. doing and war. Is that the right phrase? I yeah, facilitating war. I thought it was a, a great change of pace. Yeah. And it's something I've not seen before. Um, mm, I'm trying to think. You go, you go. Well, for um, me, I think with the plot, and I thought it was fantastic. But it had all the elements for the first three quarters, if not even more of the film, of mm. classic conventions of a war film. Yeah. It had the drama, it had True. the mission, it had the explosion, it had the tensions, yeah. it had the fight scenes, like great to see, yeah, you yeah. know, what you want from a war film, epic. But what was fantastic for me is that could have ended as a kind of glorification, and here's where the spoiler comes in as we get mm. to the end, but it could be a glorification of this mission was completed yeah go Britain mm. these British soldiers they achieved it and it might stop loads of people from dying everyone's patting each other mm. on the back but it subverts it at the end by going oh this mission's been achieved and this is the line from mm. Benedict Cumberbatch's uh, character saying he kind of goes right well we've stopped this but we're mm. just going to have to go over the top again tomorrow and mm. the whole film is a massive struggle yeah, which yeah, you absolutely. feel the emotion and journey of it through all the other reasons we've said but you get to the end and it's like, all right, well, well done. Pat on the back. You've done all right for now, but this is just going to go again. And that's Mm. a comment about that war specifically. It's a comment about war in general. And I think it's a comment about war films as well, which glorify this one mission that took Mm. place. You think like the Saving Private Ryan kind of like, yeah, you did it. But what happens after that? Well, we just go again. You've just put your life on the line. Your friends died. All that's happened. And... We've just got to this. So for me, I thought the plot was fantastic. Yeah. And dare I say, one of the best elements of Absolutely. the film was the fact that they nailed that kind of ending as well. Absolutely. I think, I think to summarise it 
quickly. I think it was just very believable. Like, you can imagine that happening. There wasn't these obscenely orchestrated fight scenes. It was, like, the only bits of action. It was it was real. Like, when um, the one of the main protagonists dies, he gets stabbed by the German after they pull him out of the plane. Yeah. It's not like you saw some dead choreographed fighting no. between guns it's and just, swords. It just happens. It's it, like a glance, isn't it? Well, like, the, you see it through the eyes of the... Um, the other guy who's looking away from it yeah. who just hears it yeah. happen yeah, 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 and that's a great comment on the war in general that so much of it went unseen yeah, 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 yeah. these horrific things happened yeah. there was nothing that he could do it's about it it's a good it. scene that and you don't expect it yeah. as well which is it's a good left turn as they mm. say but yeah great plot fantastic okay, what on. else are we going to crack through uh, this way you really come into your own here with context and history so <laughs> this is pressure on me now absolutely. for the, the history degree um, but I think this goes back to what I said about the plot and why I do think it was fantastic mm. because the First World War um, was known to be like one of the most horrific wars yeah. ever and the fact that it was the trench warfare yeah. was that it was just a war of attrition where they're just going over the top, smashing into each other, people are dying and yeah. there's a line in it where they're talking about uh, the tactical retreat that the Germans did and said, oh, we've been yeah. fought, fighting and dying over this land for weeks and weeks, yeah, why yeah. would this withdraw? But that's what happened. People were fighting and dying mm. over inches of land. So they really drive that bit yeah. home. I think the historical kind of element of the trenches, I mean, just the set design and that was yeah. perfect. But linking in what I was saying about the plot and the way the whole film's rounded, I think was fantastic and does service to mm -hmm. the memory of the war and the history of the war in saying, look, we're not glorifying what happened here. Yeah. It was this one mission is, you know, it's a kind of glorification of the achievement of this yeah. one man and his, and all his comrades and all that. But it was horrific. And even though he did that, there was a good chance he was going to die the next day. Mm. And there was the link to his family back at home. Yeah. So I think... For me, the history sits hand in hand with the plot, how they absolutely nailed that by the way the plot and the arc was put together yeah. did the history justice. Because for me, it would have been a bit off if it would have been a full glorified kind of, oh, yeah, look, this was a horrible war, but look, someone achieved this. So yeah. for me, as a historian, dare I say, someone's got a history degree, then, <laughs> yeah, it sat perfectly. And I thought mm. it was fantastic. Yeah, I thought felt like it really showed how during the war everyone seemed to be fighting their own battle, whether that be physically or mm. mentally. Yeah, and yeah. it had to take these two characters out of their comrades. And just say, this is their war that they're fighting now. It's separate than everyone else's. Yeah. Um, and then mentally, like you saw when in the... Um, penultimate scene where it's the big charge down the trenches he has to come out come out the trench and run alongside of it and he's looking for the commander and he finds like captains who are like cowering yeah, like, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. they're supposed to be these I think the extras are fantastic in it yeah absolutely definitely say that because they deliver the little bits of history yeah by showing the kind of mental trauma they're going through and mm -hmm. what you were saying to me uh, recently about the diverse cast we're yes, showing absolutely. that people from so many different countries serve for the British Army as well yeah. and it's little details like that through the extras which kind of work perfectly mm. and the fact you see the shots running through the trenches you see and pick up all these details yeah. so yeah bob on yeah I think there was um, a bit I, I enjoyed a bit of contextual comedy is how I like to put it obviously we all know this is not I'm not saying this is a comedy film at all, but there's little bits like when, um, when they first get their orders, they're going through the trenches and they have to make their first break over into no man's land. Yep. 
and the captain that they go and meet, or the captain's unfortunately passed away. Um, he killed the night previous, and it's the, I think it's the lieutenant's now taken that step up to that role. Um, and he's like, yeah, give him a flare gun, but if you get shot, please try and throw it back because we hate losing these <laughs> yeah, to the Germans. Yeah, yeah. And it showed that even though these people go through this horrific experience, they would try to keep themselves happy. And like in that same scene, they're like, okay, settle a bet for us. What day is it? And he's like, oh, we all got that wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there are bits like that. And show that these troops were real people. Yeah. Like, they were... Humanises, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely does. Brilliant. Have we got one more topic to one more, cover? One more personal opinion. Personal opinion. Do you want to... Right, I'll begin. Cool, yep. And then you can round us off yeah. afterwards. Like I said, fantastic film. I think the plot brought it all together. Um, Sam Mendes says this was his passion project, and you can yeah. really tell that, that it had a definite drive to it there was passion in it and it was definitely not just an action film there was a message trying to be made and 100%. I think he nailed that through the writing nailed it through the production the fact that as we've seen with the cinematography the one shot and the absolute commitment to the set design yeah. as well I thought this was just all brought together and all contributed to that one big thing of saying at the end of it, look, this was a terrible war. There was maybe one bit of heroism here. And he talks mm -hmm. about his medals as well. There's yeah, another little yeah. bit where you can think about that yourself when you go home tonight. <laughs> um, but that all contributed to doing what was quite a beautiful film, not just visually, mm. but also poignant at the end for the message. My little frustration, like I said, was it's definitely made to try and get an Oscar. Yeah. And... Fair enough, you know, probably worthy of one, mm -hmm. but I just don't like that uh, element of actively trying to get one. So that might have knocked it down a little bit for me, but apart from that, thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'm going to give it, oh, this is tricky, 8.5 out of 10 nice. is my review for 1917. Lovely. Round us off. Yeah, Matthew. I'll keep this brief. I'd swear it's three points, really. I think it was a wonderful example of cinema both in terms of technical uh, the technical aspects of it, which we've already covered, and through uh, the context of it and like showing that not over-glorifying war, as, as, as you mentioned, it made it made it real. Yeah. I feel like that um, Roger Deakins is a fan... Roger Deakins always wants the, the viewer to not feel like they're watching something that's been filmed on a camera. They want, to, okay. they want yeah, them yeah, to yeah. feel like they're watching something real. Immersive. Precisely. And I think that did that absolutely wonderfully. Um, I didn't feel like the shooting style was gimmicky. No. I feel like I've, I've seen one shot for a reason. when it, it's not worked and it's a very specific technique and it has to be used perfectly. It has to be used carefully in the right context. I felt like they did that very nicely. Absolutely. And then just going back to my earlier concerns about it. So I obviously I mentioned the having the big name actors in it. I, I don't think they were necessary, necessary. And I feel like, like you said, it's helping towards getting that Oscar. My other criticism, criticism is, I never felt worried for the characters. Okay. Because okay, it, it, because you, it's a one take. It always has to be following someone. Mm -hmm. And spoilers if everyone's not seen it, obviously we lose one of the protagonists halfway through, yeah, yeah. but then it just carries on following 
the yeah. other protagonist. Yeah, so yeah. I always, I always, I didn't feel worried like, whether they succeeded or failed. I never felt like, oh, we're going to lose both of these. Yeah, but I, I did though at the end though, because I think there was still the jeopardy of the end of whether he was going to fulfil the mission or not. Because I thought they could have quite ended there and just been a. Oh, after all that. I, that's the ending I saw was after all that, he didn't even make it mm. and the battle carried on. It kind of had a slight different mm. twist on it. But I, I thought, anyway. But, your either, but either way, they still made it all the way to the end. Yeah, yeah. I, that, that was my... Okay, I was sat yeah, there I thinking, you, you. at least one of these is going to make it all the way through to the end of this film. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so for those reasons, again, fantastic piece of cinema. But I, I would... I think I'll agree. I'll go also go 8.5 out of 10. It was wonderful, but it could have... There's a few small changes and it could have hit that 10 mark for me. Fantastic. There we have there it. Go. Concluded. Absolutely. 1917. We both gave it 8 out of 5 out of 10. 8 out of 5 out of 10. <laughs> 8.5 out of 10. Maybe that's a new scoring yeah, system. Yeah, 8 out of 5 out of 10. Um, let us know what you think. Mm. I mean, it's going to be up for the Oscars soon. Is it going to win? We'll find out. We thought it was an epic film. Had a good chat about it. We'd love to hear your comments. And we've got plenty more films lined up to discuss through the rest of 2020. I hope you enjoyed seeing us, seeing what we look like. Mm -hmm. Maybe this has put you off. Maybe (laughs) it hasn't. Once again, thank you to the Beer School for letting us film in here. Mm. And we'll see you once again for another Glacé Film Club review. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.